And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Me podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. Uh, Davey, you were in headquarters on the weekend, the Mead ladies were out once again and I suppose we say it all the time on this podcast but I've been talking to my mates up in cabin and whatever and just explaining to uh, people who probably don't know as much about the Mead ladies as we do but I, I keep going back to this, the fifth different competition that they've entered in the last five competitions and they won it again like it's just it's the story that just keeps on giving that's ah, it's absolutely one of the biggest success and fairy tale stories that have come out of has come out of the ga this century mickey um forget about me and everything like that it's absolutely unbelievable uh it's their third consecutive league win yeah Three, two, one from 2019 up to 2022. Five different competitions, as you say. They're going to enter a sixth one now with the Leicester Championship on the horizon in a couple of weeks' time. So, and, and I personally feel that that's what continues to drive them forward is the freshness. They're not going into the same competitions against the same teams all the time. There the will come a time, probably next year, that that's going to be the case. But up until now, they've just they've just got they've just carried on. They're a juggernaut and uh, another another title to add to the coffers there at the weekend. What a win! Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, <laughs> like you couldn't write this story. This is Roy of the Rover stuff. It really is. Like um, you know, it 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 beggars belief. Like it's just like it, it, it's a dream, but it's it's a fantasy. Do you know that kind of way? Like. And, and, and fantasies are fantasies for a reason because they don't come true. But this is the ultimate in in dreams and fantasies and uh, good goodwill stories. And and as I said, like via the rover stuff, like it just to go through the leagues the way they've done, go through the championships the way they've done. And as you said, they're now entering a sixth competition in a row, a different one. Every competition they've played so far has always been a different one, and this is going to be a new one as well. And as you said. That could be a major driving force to, you know, them always saying, well, look, this is a new competition for us. So we're going to be the underdogs. We got to show people that, you know, as underdogs, we're we're just as good as anybody else in this country. And, and they managed to maintain the underdog tag, even though they went in odds on favourites to beat Donegal on Sunday. In their own eyes, they went into it as, as underdogs. And... That's that's a tricky mentality. You know, you, you've won championships in your time and you've been the favourites and the team to be beaten. And sometimes that can get into a team's psyche and they can start to believe the hype. 
but not a bit of it with this maid ladies team not a bit of it they they just embrace every challenge in which they, they're presented with when they get into crow park it's like it's just like uh it's like a match made in heaven with the support behind them the color the atmosphere they just thrive in that environment and they have this uncanny ability to make drama happen even when it looks like for one day only they might have a relatively routine day at the office not a bit of it Donegal to their credit were brilliant and and really put it up to Mead and uh, turned it into what was another just terrific spectacle for ladies football yeah and and, uh, like we may as well just go straight on to the game and whatever finished 2-8 to 1-9 Mead led 1-5 to two points uh, midway through the first half and it looked like it was going to be Mead romping home, as you said. But the drama ensued. Um, yellow card, penalty, dispatched brilliantly by McLaughlin. Um, and all of a sudden, we've got a game in our hands. Mead are down to 14 players. A dubious penalty at the same time, David. It was a dubious penalty, yeah, Mickey, um, because the ball was was transferred between the hands twice, I think it was. Um, there was no doubt about the foul. Mary-Kate made, you know, it was a clear and obvious foul, but before that, the ball was fouled and it should have been a free out. Um, but as you said, double whammy, Mary-Kate getting the, the yellow card and the penalty expertly converted by Neve McLaughlin, despite the fact Monica McGurk went the right way. Um, and that coincided with Mead leading by 1-6, uh, sorry, 1-5 to 2. Uh, Donegal would hit 1-5 without response then either side of the break to open up a 1-6 to 1, uh, sorry, 1-7 to 1-6 lead. And, and there was real questions asked about me then, Mickey. And Monica McGurk made an absolutely terrific save at the start of the second half, which was so, so crucial in the overall outcome, pitted with Neve O'Sullivan's absolutely terrific second half goal, which... Uh, was was provided on a plate for her by Emma Troy, but she had so much more to do when she got the ball. It was it was a match winning score in the end, and contrary to the way I suppose the Dublin game last year was on the Cork game, it was Mead who had the backs of the wall in the last couple of minutes. It wasn't Mead who were stealing it at the death. It was Donegal who were pushing for that. Thankfully, Mead held out. Terrific defensive effort, not at their brilliant best, Mickey, but they just grounded out and did what champions do. Yeah, and I suppose like Donegal. Uh, aided by about 15 McLaughlin's uh, on, on a panel and you know all quality footballers like and I've seen them over the last couple of years as well playing Munster Championship and stuff and they're you know they're not to be sneezed at they're a really good side um, and you know put Mead under an awful lot of pressure but I suppose we will be reviewing this game on our Loyal Royals podcast we've interviews with uh, Eamon Murray, uh, we have Nevo Sullivan, the goal scorer, and of course, Captain Sean Ellis. But the two goals were so brilliantly taken. Uh, the first one by Kelsey Nesbitt, and you know, bear, like under pressure in the small square, still got her shot off, roof of the net. And then that wonder goal by Nevo Sullivan, delighted for Neve. You know, she's probably the, the most experienced player on that team. She's been around a long time, and for her to, to, to take her goal the way she did coming to the left-hand side under pressure, looped it across into the far top corner. Absolutely brilliant stuff. But um, goals win games. And 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 again, we saw Mead opening up the Donegal defence at the right times of the game. Well, there were two unbelievably orchestrated goals. The first one, Mickey, came straight after the water break. Mead obviously kind of preempted move. Monica McGurk, who had a little bit of a tough time in the first half with her own kickouts, 
played an unbelievable ball through the middle of the field, uh, collected by Emma Duggan, slipped it off Damien Leahy. Vicky Wall gets the ball on the run and suddenly she has options left and right. She goes left to Kelsey Nesbitt. Kelsey's on her left foot, but finished it absolutely brilliantly. It was a terrific goal, really, really good goal. Um, Straight after the water break was a crucial score, but then the one in the second half, as you mentioned, Mickey, Emma Troy, who was arguably I thought the best player in the field I know I think Eve McLaughlin got player of the match but for me Emma Troy was the one uh, defence splitting ball 30 yard pass absolutely but if you actually watch Neve O'Sullivan she collects the ball and she she almost feigns to shoot you have to watch it a couple of times back yeah. and it's such the appreciation for the movement was unreal and then the finish um, one Aaron top corner left footed finish um, and she had a chance in the first half she tried to lob the keeper and went over the bar she was a little bit annoyed at that which you'll hear in the Lloyd Royals but the class is permanent you know she's she's been around for so long um, and that was a huge huge score and as you say the two goals crucial at the end of the day Mick Davey the, the main supporters um, for this ladies team you know again it can't be understated how much the, the players feed off the support because they have absolutely massive support behind them and anyone who's into the ladies football you know they've just enjoyed the best two and a half years of, of, of me ladies football ever and it's just growing and growing and growing the support yeah well they're, they're terrific role models for the kids as well you know and, and it's not just in Crow Park but like if you see them playing in Navan or wherever you know, the players will wait 20 minutes, 30 minutes after the game and take pictures and sign autographs for the young ones. And it, it it's it's manifesting like they're the bulk of the support base that are traveling to see this team, you know, the length and breadth of the country now. And it's it's a terrific sort of uh, bond that exists between players and supporters and they lean on each other. There's no doubt about it. The players look to the sports for in- inspiration at difficult times, like just after halftime against Donegal on Sunday. So um it's it's this very special bond that exists and long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 Davey, uh, Eamon Murray um found himself in a little bit of I, I don't know, a, a social media um I don't know, whatever last week. But you know, like I, I had I had no issue with what he said. Um, you know, he's just he, he wears his heart in his sleeve, and you know, um it is going to be disappointing if any team never mind me lose more players to um the ladies Aussie, Aussie rules but I can see the attraction in it as well yeah like I think completely blown out of proportion and uh would have been a difficult week for Eamon to have to contend with a lot of that stuff that was that was put up um we know him inside out at this stage he's the most honest fella you're ever likely to come across um and if if you actually read the quotes back, he wishes Vicky well in that as well. Yeah. Um, lovely picture of them after the game embracing and Vicky putting up on Twitter that we're still friends, you know, and having a laugh and a joke about it. And that's that's what you want to see. Uh, Vicky, I've no doubt could have probably left for Australia last year, Mickey, if she really wanted to, but she's decided to stay and you know put the shoulder to the wheel this year for me. And it's not going to be a distraction for this team. They're just going to focus on what they do. And I know this is so boring and such a cliche, but it literally is the next game for them. That's the way they approach everything. Um, so, you know, a completely um, ridiculous thing to come out, I think, and, and blown out of proportion. But um, yeah. anybody who knows Eamon, you know, knows he wears his heart in his sleeve. And he wasn't, you know, Eamon getting at anybody or anything like that. And it was just, as you said, blown out of proportion. And the media blown it into something it wasn't but um look he, he was in 
absolutely great form once again after that final. And you know, it's it it, it it's just brilliant for the, for him and this bunch of girls. And I can understand his feelings on it because he's he's been with these girls since they were under 10, 11, 12, uh, right up until they've played their senior football. And of course, it's like it's like a parent, you know, uh, when a child goes traveling, you know, you wish them well. You wish they didn't have to go, but of course you want them to go and spread their wings. And, and it's the same with, with Eamon Murray. Of course he wishes anybody well who will head off um, from that Mead team. But look, we as we said, we do have a full Loyal Royals podcast on uh, the Mead ladies' victory in the ladies' little National Football League Division 1 final from the weekend. And um, yeah, we have the interviews with Eamon Murray, Neva Sullivan and Shauna Ennis, the captain. So that's one not to be missed um, for sure. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons your authorised Automore dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, um, just looking back on other results from the weekend and um, the Mead hurlers, the Mead minor hurlers, sorry, were out in the Electric uh, Ireland Leinster minor hurling championship and they played their final game in their group. They lost out to Antrim um, in Ahadurg, Bally Varley, GAA club up there. It's a hurling club and football club mixed together there. Um, and they lost out 316 to 1-9. For me to have any chance of progressing uh out of the group, I think it's a top two that go out of the group. Um, they would have needed the victory, but just came up short in that one. Yeah, disappointing, Mickey. It was always going to be an uphill task, I suppose, traveling to play Antrim. Um, they are a, a bit of a force at underage levels. Um, again, Geraldine will probably be a little bit disappointed with some of the previous results, maybe that just went against me. Then ultimately, as you look at the table now, Mickey, I think those were probably costly. It's not you were never going to be defined on losing to Antrim. I, I don't think they would have really penciled that in as a game in which you would have hoped to get something from Antrim, did four from four, or sorry, are four from four, going for five from five in their last game. So they're sitting comfortably at the top. But for me, it maybe is a, a case of what could have been now looking back on some of the other results. Yeah, the, the one-point loss to uh, Westmead in the opening round um, was the disappointing one, I suppose, for Carlo. But... Um, or for me, um, and then the Carlo result, they they they, they didn't take a, a tight um uh beaten by 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 Carlo three five the difference in the end fourteen points but and that was on home soil just an off day for them one victory either side of that like the, the either the Westmead game or the um Carlo game and they would have been right in the hunt. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey, and it is a little bit disappointing because I think we did. I suppose our underage teams, particularly last year, we were um, fierce and lucky not to not to get a bit of silverware even on the board at minor level. And uh, look at the, they'll progress to the under twenties, who they themselves were were knocked out. I think last weekend, Peter Dernan's charges. They are playing at a decent level now, so you're you're going to come up against you know sort of heavy hitters in the form of Antrim and Westmead and Carlo and that. But 
they're acquitting themselves well, I have to say, um, and with a little bit more luck, probably could have made it out of the group, but um, they, they all have bright futures now going forward for me. Speaking of bright futures, there are loads of other um, inter-county underage competitions taking place at the moment. The Ted Webb Cup, Group 1, Mayo 415, Mead 216. The Dermot Early, Michael Glavies Cup, Group 2, Mead 10 points, Wicklow 1-7. The Adam Mangan Offaly Cup, Group 1, Mead 223, uh, Cork 111. And then in the Jerry Riley Cup, that would be probably the most um, notable one. Uh, the under 16s uh, uh, competition and the Jerry Riley Cup, uh, the football one for Mana five points, Mead to 18. So, um, mixed fortunes there for some of the teams um, in, in those underage competitions. But, Davey, we do have some fixtures coming up. Um, and um, I suppose looking at it, the big ones next weekend the Joe McDonough Cup, Mead versus Carlo, this game in Park Colchin on Saturday at two o'clock. Um, you know, Mead wanting to, I suppose, right the wrongs of the Allianz League Division 2A from this year. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. And that was the game that relegated them, wasn't it? You know, only three points in it. In the end, there was nothing between the sides. That's only a matter of weeks ago. We do have the benefit of home advantage again. And I think I think Nick and the lads will be hungry and they'll be slightly hurting from that relegation. Um, it'll have stung them, you know, particularly after the start they had. Um, if you could pick a game to have first at home, I think it'd be Carlo. Um, I think when you look down through it, the Joe McDonough this year, you have the likes of Antrim coming back. You have Offley coming up. You're going to have down again, Carrier in there. Um, it's it's a it's a tough tough renewal, and I think this game probably like it was maybe last year. I think is going to probably set the tone for both sides. If Mead could manage to get themselves a win, to give themselves a huge boost. Um, to push on but if they don't you, you do sort of fear for them but it's a massive game and on home soil nothing between them only what three or four weeks ago Um, you'd give me every chance Mickey Absolutely and, and a chance for resolution <coughs> um, for, for Reed over Carlo and then a week later they'll face off against Offaly away and then they have to go down to a place that's not a happy hunting ground for me recently um, which is Kerry um, on the 30th of April and uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll have to keep a tight eye on the fixtures over the next few weeks um, also um, next Wednesday we'll just give Mead Minor footballers their last game in group two of the Leinster uh, Minor Football Championship they will be going into um, a kind of a shield competition now after this uh, they will take on Kildare I think they're the table toppers um, that game is at a Kildare venue next Wednesday and I presume it will be about half seven or eight o'clock. It's not confirmed. And then finally, on Saturday, at the same time as the Mead Hurlers will be playing uh, Carlow and Park Tolchin in Longford, it is the under-20s. They'll be out in the Leinster under-20 uh, football championship. That game in Glennon Brothers, Pierce Park. Davy, I suppose after the, 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 the minors... Uh, this year um, we'd be hoping for maybe a better uh, uh, season for the under 20s I suppose but I suppose the players that are coming through over the last couple of years yeah yeah I think this is a big big game uh, Longford have had the benefit of having a game under their belt already beats uh, Wexford last week so that's always important you feel and they have home advantage and 
Uh, Glennon Brothers Pierce Park isn't exactly a happy hunting ground in recent times for me. The Mickey beaten in the minor there this year, of course. We'll all remember the Leinster game a couple of years ago when Longford stunned us down there too. So um, it's a big game. Longford will have their tails up. Me didn't have the finest of, I suppose, pre-seasons, you could say, but there was a lot of experimentation done by John McCarthy and his management team. He's had a few weeks now to probably put them through their paces and, and get what he probably hopes would be his strongest 15 on paper on the field. So there'll be no excuses. You've said that there'll be a huge crossover between last year's and the year before's minor teams. Um, it's important that they gel and, and kind of sink together. And if they do, I've no doubt they'll they'll put in a performance and they should have enough, obviously, to get a win here. But it's a grade in which we haven't had much, if any, success over the last number of years. It's a big, big game. It really, really is. We talked at the start of the year about the under-20s. Not that we were sort of saying that the minor didn't take but after all the success with the minor in recent years, this is the one now with the two minor teams coming up. This is the one we really need to attack. And, uh, the, you know, it's a huge game to try and get a place in the semi-final of a Leicester Championship. I suppose with, with everything that happened with the under-20s last year and then the performance they put in against Dublin, <clears> it was the goals that Dublin got on yeah. the day that ended up ultimately uh, being... The, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back. We'd be uh, and they put in a massive performance. They were brilliant that day. So we'd be hoping for you know a similar kind of endeavor from the team this year. Yes, we're talking about last year's minor and the and, and the minor team from the year beforehand. They all still will have a year, two years left, but they will be probably the nucleus of this this year's under twenty team. That's great in one sense. And then it's yeah. almost a fear in another one because you feel that, Jesus, are we experienced enough at this grade? And only time will tell. Um, but they're great young lads. And the one thing that they should have over last year's bunch is they should have better preparation and less uh, stress, shall we say, going into it. Because last year was just a complete and utter disaster. In fairness to Barry Callahan and Sean Kelly, they came in at the 11th hour. I think they had two weeks prep and almost pulled a rabbit out of the hat somehow against Dublin and probably should have that night in Navin. Um, this one now, they'll have had a good look at Longford last week and, and probably sized them up. Um, but but it's a big game and it's one that we need to approach with and give Longford, which they will, the utmost respect and go down and do a professional job and, and just move on. I think the confidence that they gain from a win will be massive. And that's why I was a little bit um, disappointed that they didn't get it earlier in the season in the games in which they played. But there was nothing in the vast majority of those ones. So, um, big, big game. Absolutely. Well, all of the teams that are out next weekend, the minors, footballers are, are out on Wednesday, obviously, or next Wednesday. Uh, John McCarty and his under-20s, Nick Weir and the Hurlers, Derek O'Brien and the minors. Wish you all the very best of luck in your um, uh, fixtures that we will be uh, fulfilling over the next week. And, and, and hopefully, maybe we might get three wins from three. Is that asking a bit much, Davey? <laughs> never 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 okay well it's time to move on now to our lotto segment but just before we go on to our lotto segment Davey uh, or incorporate it into the lottos you have a couple of fundraisers that you'd like to talk to us about yeah I do Mickey uh, the first one is a tractor run that's taken place in aid of the Irish Cancer Society it's been organised by Conor Quinn um, he's already raised uh, almost five grand uh, and you know completely uh, over achieved his target of 3000 which is great uh connor's 17 and he's decided to run this tractor fund in 
to try and raise vital funds for the Irish Cancer Society. Um, his mother has been going under, undergoing cancer treatment for the last two and a half years, so he feels that more research is needed for finding treatments for um, to, to hopefully better others. Um, he wants everybody to get behind this cause and, and give it a really good go. Um, it takes place on Saturday the 16th, which is this Saturday coming, um, and the starting point for it is in Kiltail Hurling Club. Um, the route will uh, be marked out there. Um, everyone's invited from classic cars to trucks to motorcycle vehicles um, and a minimum donation of €20 Euro is required for everybody that wants to take part. So it sounds like a great occasion. Um, bank holiday weekend, Easter Saturday, uh, get down to Kiltail and support that terrific cause set up by a, a terrific young fellow who's um, raised almost five grand already, which is awesome going. Brilliant. So, Brilliant fundraiser there in aid of the uh, Irish Cancer Society. Um, next Saturday, tractor run at Kiltail Hurling Club um, and get down there and support it. Perfect, Mickey. And uh, we have a little fundraiser ourselves on Good Friday out in Cortown. It's our annual poker classic, which is always a great night. Um, it's taking place at nine o'clock in the clubhouse. Terrific prize money on offer uh texas hold them nice uh there will be food and refreshments but not until 12 o'clock mickey because uh we we do things right out in court and so there'll be no meat eaten before 12 o'clock on friday night but we do break at around midnight and there's you some know, terrific refreshments there you're not having a salad sandwich or something like that for the last year uh, in the evening or, or even maybe a couple of fish fingers yeah, no, no. I tell you what the worst of it is, Mickey, because the women are brilliant and they come in and cook, but they start around nine or ten o'clock and the smell is unbelievable at about <laughs> ten o'clock and people are absolutely ravenous and uh, they'd be religious enough down our way, Mickey, so literally not until a minute past twelve will you get your hands on a cocktail sausage or a ham sandwich or anything like that, but uh, it's a great night. I know people come from far and wide for it, so if you're knocking about, you like a game of cards, do come down to Cortown on Friday night at nine o'clock. He'd be very welcoming to the stranger uh, making his way down to Cortown for a Texas Open competition. Yeah, absolutely. We take all sorts. You know, the, the Kells boys, I'll, I'll expect to see Gary McGovern and a few other fellas, Barry Farley. They're normally very good supporters. You'll have a few sharks as well. You know, who's that fellow? Oh, no, we did. We No one knows him and he comes down and cleans everything. So, um, as I said, great prize money. You can buy back in up until, I think, the 12 o'clock deadline. So, you know, the, the pot does build up throughout the course of the night. And, uh, yeah, it's one not to be missed. Yeah, absolutely. Get down to Cortown for nine o'clock on Friday night, Good Friday, and uh, get into that Texas Hold'em competition. I'm sure there'll be a bit of uh, um, a bit of crack at it as well. And, you know, you never know. There might be a bit of sledging going on as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there'll be a few cash games and that for the people like probably myself that do get knocked out early. So you won't be sitting there just on your... On your time for the night. Yeah. Are you, you going to bring your communion money with you for the cash table? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All this prediction from the prediction forecast, I have to get rid of a ton of it. Mickey, so. oh, there you go. There you go. Brilliant. Um, uh, great stuff. Well, we'll move on then to the lottos, Davey. Yeah, the Chocolate and Royal Gales first up, Mickey, and their results from the 4th of the 4th, 2022. 4, 13, 16 and 21, the numbers drawn. Again, same story, no jackpot winner. But they had four match three winners who collect 50 euro each. Sally Coffey got two of them. Uh, Bernie Dunn and Vincent Reynolds also got in on the act. And next draw takes place tonight, Monday, 11th of April at half eight, live on Facebook. 13,000 of a jackpot, 13,000 of a reserve. 7,600 of a second reserve. Will someone please win soon? Andy's 
Smith says. You can play that one on Club Wars. Uh, never heard of, have, I've never heard of a club asking somebody to win. Yeah. Like, God of Almighty, I've heard Cortain whinging about people winning their lotto, so I have so much in the last five, two years. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They're getting some run at uh, Ballon Lock, unfortunately, their run is up. Um, because theirs was won last week, and uh, Gillian McDonald, would you believe, a sister of Susan Farrell Mickey, scooped the jackpot, uh, winning 5,300 euro. A lovely jackpot there. The letters she matched were F, G, L, and I. So, uh, congratulations to Gillian there. I'm sure Susan will get a bottle of uh, Jemison out of it, you'd imagine, for that. But they start back again at 2000, uh, on. The 19th of April, which is a Monday night, and uh, get down on the act there with Ballon Lock and start afresh. Manalvi next in, uh, their results from last week 7, 8, 21, and 24. The numbers drawn 320 euro winners were Mick Devine, David Durkin, and Mary Keneally. Uh, no jackpot winner. Uh, the next draw takes place tonight, Monday, 11th of April, 1,400 euro of a jackpot. Manalvi, GFC.ie, or play it on the Club Force app. St. Column Kills. Uh, from week 737 to be precise the numbers drawn were 11 12 13 and 24 no jackpot winner 50 euro winners were patsy powderly and michael kerslake uh, from the sunday academy uh, the next jackpot is 10,000 euro and you can play it online at kills.clubifyapp.com colin o'brien that uh, lotto is going if it's 52 or sorry if it's 737 uh, lotto 700 weeks 737 it's mm. going in 14.2 years so wow um yeah there it's impressive go. yeah that's great that they've kept a track on it as well um yeah. which is really nice uh, <laughs> <laughs> in um i don't think there's meticulous out in navnomatnies make here um <laughs> but i tell you what they're they're Fast, actually, I think they possibly might even have the biggest uh, jackpot in the county now. Thirteen thousand two hundred and fifty euro and rising. Uh, no jackpot winner last week. Six twenty twenty three and twenty five. The numbers they had a good few match trees. Column Ratty, Column Devlin, Davy Nelson, Carol O'Brien, and Peter and Mary Walsh. Uh, Google Club Spot Navinomatnies or download the app to play it. Good. Good Navin O'Matney's names as well, picking up three numbers there. Um, Colin O'Brien would be absolutely sick to his stomach if me and you won that long. Yeah. <laughs> you'd expect us to hand it back as well. <laughs> yeah, you'd have another thing coming. <laughs> yeah, you'd have another, yeah. <laughs> I'd take his hand in all of you as well. The picture would be good crack, though. Um, <laughs> Castletown is next in. Um, and their results from the 5th of April, 1, 10, 21 and 25. 2000 jackpot was not won. Uh, they had lucky dip winners who were Anya Young, Emma Duffy, Thomas Bicchione, Olivia and Colin Price, who win it every other week, and Andrea and Holly Casti. So congratulations to all of those. 2100 this week, and you can play it on the Smart Lotto app. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, 
on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Ottomore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. Um, next in is the final one on my list, Mickey, and it comes from Minolte GFC. Uh, 13,600 euro of a jackpot so they are still marginally ahead in Avenue Matty so they are the biggest in the county still I think and this was the reserve when it kicked in because theirs went on for a long time as well but 1, 2, 16 and 25 were their numbers no jackpot winner they had two match three winners who collect 100 euro each Mikey Smith and Barry Bennett one special online prize who receives 50 euro and that was Paul Smith uh, next one takes place on the 17th of April which is Sunday night, and it's going to be a jackpot of €13,800, and they'll also have some special Easter egg prizes next weekend, so do get in on that one. There was one lotto I know on the weekend, I got an email through for one of them, Davey, and the numbers were 1, 7, 9, and 26. We had one number, but on all three other numbers, we were one out, so it's getting closer, I can feel it. We're definitely... You're, and I you're clutching. It. I would love it. I would love it if it was the Matty's one. I would love it. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I have the two usual ones in from Centralstown. Um, Declan Kinsler just let us know that their lotto was still not won. It's a massive 10,000 euro and you can do that on smartlotto.ie or go to any of their social pages and you will find the link there. And of course, Simon says lotto. Jelly let me know that there was uh, no winner of the jackpot of 1,550 last week. The match three winners were Dan Keane and Audrey Fox. The numbers drawn were 1, 9, 13 and 17. And next week's lotto will be uh, Friday the 15th, €1,600. So uh, Simon says lotto growing, but growing slowly. I know that the Navino Matney's one, I think it goes up by €200 a week, is it, Davey? Um, Or something like that. It is, yeah. That's one of the highest growing weekly lottos. So there's not too many of them that can can do a 200 euro a week uh, increase. But um, yeah, absolutely incredible there from Navin and Matneys. And it will be, I, I tell you, I, I, it's going to be class when we win it, David. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll let it go for another few weeks though. because Yeah, yeah. Abs- oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wait till it gets to its maximum. What do they max out at 14? Uh, I think they go to 15, possibly. Do they? Yeah. Do they? yeah. 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 We might wait until it's 15. I'd love to take that yeah. extra package. Yeah, damn right. Uh, David, um, Instagram, have we had much... Uh, uh, interaction this week I'm sure with the ladies winning we've had a bit yeah unsurprisingly the ladies dominate Instagram interactive um, and the referee also features uh, quite heavily Mickey um, not for the most positive of uh, ways I wonder we'll why start, yeah we'll start with Deck F Dunn and he says ref was from Donegal question mark <laughs> it wasn't far away he was Mayo yeah, um, Mayo you know, it's, it's, I was just going to say like if anybody has a grudge to hold against a Mead and a Mead team it would definitely be a mailman. And uh, yeah, a couple of dubious calls now throughout the game. But uh, isn't it even better when you beat the 15 players and a referee as well? Yeah, 16. Absolutely. Dahi Finnegan also says, how shit was the ref? Pretty shit now, to be honest. <laughs> um, let's call it a spade a spade. Susan Farrell uh, said the Mead ladies winning despite some awful refereeing decisions unreal. You know, and that's exactly what I'm just after saying is, you know, the, the, the referee couldn't even uh, turn their results uh, in favour of Donegal. No, uh, Brendan Burns is the ladies keeping our list, doing the whole county proud again. Yeah, you know, they're, it's a phenomenal story. We talked about it at the very top of the podcast. Like it's, 
you know, I wonder what price you would have got, let's say, two and a half years ago on saying, uh, okay, I'll tell you what, me, they're going to win Division 3, they're going to win Division 2, they're going to win Division 1, they're going to win the Intermediate and they're going to win the Senior Championship um, without um, losing any of those finals. They're going to do it all in a row. I wonder what price you would have gotten that. Like, I, I'd say it would be an astronomical <clears throat> price. You would have named your price. That's how yeah. that would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd, um, I'd say, say Paddy from from Powers. You know him, Paddy Power. He probably Paddy Power. Yeah. 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 He probably would have just laughed at you. You know that kind of way. And, and like it, it really is. Like it, I, I'd have laughed at you as well. <laughs> to you know, be honest. Well, I know. Like I remember, like a year and a half ago, when Mead, two years ago, whatever it was, when Mead won that division three. I said to the lads, Damien and, and, and Paul Fitzpatrick, I said, that is a huge monkey off their back. This, this team are definitely going to, Davey's just having a watch of a video there on his, uh, on his, on his phone. It just came yeah. up automatically. I just said, like, these, these, these girls are really going to start rising. But I couldn't have even, I said they'll go to senior and they'll definitely, you know, steady Take themselves. Wrong, yeah. senior, you know, um, it's it's just a wonder story it really is right the rover stuff as i said already yeah absolutely phenomenal next one is from tara murphy and she just said emma troy who uh who was absolutely yeah. brilliant as we said already you know i we we spoke best, def- about, best defender in the country probably yeah and and, yeah. and like we did we we discussed like last year and earlier this year or whenever how how good emma troy has been and how consistent she has been over the last couple of years. And I do think that, you know, at the All-Star Awards, like, like you know, they, they did have uh, the three, Vicky, Emma, and uh, and Emma Dogan, the two Emmas, yeah. wasn't it? And, uh, you know, I did feel sorry for Emma Troy because she's a defender and she probably is not going to get the recognition, but she will in the next year or two. You know, it's, it's already started. Let's just say yeah, she's, yeah. She's, phenomenal. she's phenomenal. She's unbelievable. Uh, Rob Perfield next in, and he said that kick out from Monica McGurk to start the move for the first goal was unreal. Uh, we've yeah. talked about it. It was amazing. Right Straight after here. the water break as well. Straight down the middle and uh, set up the attack <laughs> right on the chest. Incredible stuff. Yeah, Rob's also said, have we taken let's dance off the dubs now? Do you know the context with this, Mickey? No, go on. So usually when the dubs play in Crow Park and they oftentimes run out after yes. halftime, let's dance uh, yeah. plays blares, not just plays, but when the other team runs out, nothing. But Dunny all were out for the second half before Mead and when Mead ran out, next thing, let's dance. And I, I just says on the back of that, I says, you know, you've made it when uh, yeah. let's dance plays when you're running out after halftime, which was class. Nice day. It's funny, it's funny how the... the- the, the Dublin senior ladies and senior men's have both got a song for coming onto the field and other teams in Crow Park don't get anything. So, yeah, nice to take that maybe in, um, in the Leinster final. Maybe they'll have to play it for both teams uh, after halftime. Yeah. Two penalty decisions. Donegal player switched hands twice and Bergetta Lynch pulled down. That comes from Joe Blake. Yeah. And again, we spoke about that earlier on. And again, you know, um, and... and for Mary Kate to get a, a, a yellow card for, for the tackle as well. And like it was a double whammy, a triple whammy. So yes. penalty given, uh, no free out, yellow card, and the, the, the penalty is dispatched, and we're down to 14 players. Like 
maybe that's four four whammies there. Um, yeah, just yeah, I just and then and and then as you said, Bridgetta Lynch was it going through? Um, yeah, hauled down and she's taking the shot and nothing, you know. But again, sweeter when you beat the referee as well. Sure. Uh, Richie Keeney says Duggan and Vicky would do untold in the Keegan Cup for Dunboyne. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was going to say, you know, they've entered five competitions. They're going for their sixth with the Leinster and whatever. And I was like, going to throw these girls into the Champions League, um, you know, at this stage. Um, and, and he's right into the Keegan Cup. Like, there'd be, they'd, they'd definitely make their mark. That's for sure. I, I think they'd be well capable. Eric Cole says no Sunday game co- coverage tonight for uh, the women's matches. Joke. Yeah. Um, look, again, it could be down to rights issues and stuff like that. Um, because I know that the rights issues with GA and video broadcasting and all that are absolutely archaic and whatever. Like, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently of, um, once again, it came up that's, you know, they were saying that why doesn't somebody do a midweek roundup, you know, like a match of the day type thing? And, mm. you know, even on, on, on the last day of the league, have the four divisions, like we'll say, all division four, all the games being played on the Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. The evening time have all the division three games. Sunday, all uh, division two games at like one o'clock. And then at three or half three, have all the, the um, division one games played at the same time. And have a kind of a... Soccer Saturday type vibe, mm. fellas commentating on the different games. And like the GA is crying out for that. The GA community, we all want that. And we all want to see highlights of the, the, the ladies' football games as well on a Sunday night. Like it, it is, there's so much that, that they could do to, I suppose, bring bring it into the next, the next level. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Ottomore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. John Kelly says across all GA grades nationwide, Mead Ladies are the GA success story of the 2020s decade so far. Mead Ladies are on the way to joining the Mead teams of 87 and 88 as two of the greatest mid football teams ever. But like he's saying of the last decade, there is nothing, there's nothing that compares to this across all uh, four codes, Camogie, football, um, uh, Hurling, or ladies football. I don't think mm. this, that anything like this has ever been done. You know, um, you know, like the, the closest team that you could think of is Wolf Tones. <laughs> with a junior intermediate and senior mm. you know what I mean but they did it in four years they lost uh, an intermediate and then came back and won it and then won the senior the next year wasn't it or something like that yeah yeah. like there's no other team I, I can't think of any other team across the country that has done anything like this 
Carl Duff says the charging rule in ladies football is the biggest load of shite he's ever seen. Um, there was about, oh, I think there was about six or seven fouls blown up for charging. Uh, five or six of them went against me. I think there was only one that went, went against Donegal. And like, they came against Vicky and Emma Duggan in particular. And there's nothing they could have done to, to get out. They're, they're just so powerful when they're on the ball and running, they actually had possession, you know, and uh, the player tried to stop them, but ended up getting floored. And it, it was very frustrating, to be honest with you. You could feel the real rage from the supporters and, and probably players and management alike, because some of the, some of the frees were just crazy. Um, it is. It's uh, again, it's all down to the interpretation of the referees. Some referees allow it to go ahead and some of them don't it'd be good to get clarity maybe from the rule book but again you probably won't get clarity from the rule book it'll be down to the interpretation of the referee and if he's from Mayo he can go against me if he wants yeah uh, Owen Griffin uh, looking out for his club mate in Clannagale by saying Orla Lally is the goat um, tell you what she kicked uh, another two points from midfield was it 1-2 the last day in the semi-final she's absolutely flying yeah, she's she's just grown into that position so much. So she is she's 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 having the season of her life, you know. But they're all they're all like living on the crest of a wave at the moment. Hmm. Uh, we have a bit of soccer, Mickey, so we better get through it good and quickly. Jack Walsh says Derry City seven wins from their first nine games. Surely they're titled to lose now. Yeah. Fair enough. And Sean Fitzgerald says five nil opening day win for Trim Celtic and centre forward Beanie Faulkner not scoring. Um, to be fair, it was a stag last week in Berlin, so we we might let him off. Yeah, see, if, like if I was managing that team, I wouldn't allow him play if he was away in a stag do for but and whatever. But like, they wouldn't have had a team, Mickey, because uh, all the Trim lads were on it, and they still won five nil. Um, oh, I think they were there for it. Yeah. Let's talk about OMP. OMP had a couple of great wins on the weekend. 3-2. Let's not. 3-4 and uh, yeah, um, great stuff. Next one comes in from Sean McGrath and he says, lucky to be working, potentially oh. being a guest on the podcast, lad. Oh, oh the cat's out of the bag, Davey Rispin. Should we, should, we, sh- sh- should we let the listeners know? Go on then. Yeah, yeah. Look, we've, uh, we've uh, been in negotiations with... Um, Man in the attic, lucky to be working. Um, and uh, Davy Rispin will be doing a full interview with Lucky to be working in the next uh, couple of days or so. And we're going to be putting that out on our podcast, on our Patreon podcast. But um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one, Davy Rispin. It's one that we've been kind of negotiating with solicitors and performers and guards, everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the guards was the biggest issue, I think. So, was. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I know he is he is previous with them. So, <laughs> and then the social welfare, you know, they were on as well. So that was another thing. Lucky to be working. Um, but uh, yeah, we're I, I don't think I've been <laughs> as nervous about an interview ever. <laughs> I've I've interviewed Graham Garrity and and you know Bernard Flynn and lads like that. Nothing, nothing compares to this. So uh, it'll it'll be one not to be How are you going to prepare for this one? I don't think I will. I, I'll probably have a few sleepless nights. I'll just swig a bottle of whiskey and uh, just just see, let just it. lash it off, see how it goes. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it. Flow. I might need some encouragement though, but uh, Sean Duggan should be there to provide it for me. And he says, "Lucky to be working in the attic playing purge music." <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? You know what I'm looking forward to as well is getting our reaction from our listeners, and of course, you're going to be asking them to give questions for yeah. uh, working. And uh, I, I'm really interested to hear on that end of it. You have to keep them. Go on. You know, I was going to say you're going to have to keep them hidden so that he doesn't get to. Yeah. See oh them. yeah, yeah. They, they, they won't touch the surface now. Um, Look, he'd be working himself as in, and he said, Sean Duggan, Sunday session athlete. Uh, I love those Sunday uh, session athletes. Um, you know, it, it 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 takes a lot of preparation to be able to do a proper Sunday session, like a Super Sunday, and to get mm. through it. So, Sean... I was on one last night, Mickey. I know all about them. <laughs> and, well, hang on. You didn't get started until well after the ladies' football match. So, that's not... Fair really enough. That's not yeah, a super the, boy, the boys were well on at that stage. Super um, Sunday starts just after mass, buddy. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's all from Instagram Interactive. That's all from Instagram Interactive. Well, look, over the next few weeks, I'm sure we'll get plenty from our Instagram with uh, all the fixtures that are taking place. Of course, the Mead uh, hurlers are out in the Joe McDonough against uh, Carlo. We have uh, the Mead Miners next Wednesday. Okay, that's their last game in that group section. And of course, we'll have the under-20s out against Longford as well. Just again, a reminder, the uh, fundraiser for the Cancer Society, Saturday the 16th, uh, starting at Kiltail Hurling Club. It is a tractor run, but all vehicles are allowed to join. Um, classic vehicles, motorbikes, whatever it is, get in there. It's a, a brilliant fundraiser. Um, starting at Kiltail Hurling Club, as I said, €20 Euro per car um, or per vehicle uh, to join that. So really, um, that's, that's a brilliant fundraiser. And of course, next Friday at 9 o'clock, if you want to head on down to Corton, there is the Texas Hold'em Poker Classic taking place down there and you'll get a warm reception from Davey and the lads. Um, not as warm as you would get on the football field. It won't be probably as robust, but it'll probably have a smile anyway, so it will for a change. Um, Davey, have you anything else for this week's Oh, Again, want to remind our listeners that on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, we will have the review of the ladies' final with Eamon Murray, uh, Neve O'Sullivan and Shauna Ennis, not, one not to be missed, and our All-County Football League preview for round four. Um, we will be doing that on our Loyal Royals podcast. Um, we will be doing our predictions again. To let our listeners know, Davey was questioning me there um, last week when I said uh, that we were probably fairly tight, that we hadn't taken down the results of we hadn't written them down for for week one when i went back and listened to the podcast davy Rispin, and i went through all of our predictions for round one of the all county football league there was 31 games played in round one i had 18 out of the 31 right you had 19 out of the 31 right so that means going into week four davy Rispin, i am on a total of 58 right out of 86 and davy Rispin. You're on 58 out of 86, right, going into week four. It is squeaky bum time in the predictions as well. We have a total of 67.5% of the, the fixtures right, or the games played right so far. Um, and uh, I think we're doing all right. We're doing all right. But uh, I, I think we're going to have to put a wager on this now at some stage because it's uh, it's it's starting to heat up between the two of us, Davey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All for it. Maybe. Maybe we'll ask our listeners to put some sort of a, a forfeit forward or something like that for the loser or put some sort of a wager. We'll ask them whether we should do a wager or a forfeit or what will we do? Maybe a fundraiser of some sort. I'm up for it. 
yeah, deadly. Well, that's it from this episode of your We Are Mead podcast. We Are Mead, why? Matters more.